0: This is AfterBuzz TV for Dexter. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Dexter news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the
1: buzz continues... It's AfterBuzz TV for Dexter! It is! AfterBuzz TV for Dexter! I'm C Bottomley, and I am here with Kristen Snyder and Elise Donahue. And I'm lucky I get to look at these two beautiful women, because <laughs> they have so much knowledge about Dexter and the show. And, uh, well, let's get right into it. This episode was Smokey and the Bandit. And um, a lot going on with Dexter, right? A lot he's uh, he's got some he's got some um, demons he's battling. He, it's a bit more uh, internal right now.
0: Right? It is. It is. And um, with the whole religion aspect, the whole theme of this season, sorts it seems to be making wanting the audience to almost self-reflect. Which yeah. is probably alienating some viewers, but <laughs> such a a new world with a lot of thematic elements for people to obviously discuss and right. think about in their own lives.
1: Right. He. Uh, he's. He's. Well, again, you know, a lot of. Uh, I guess Harrison has changed his outlook quite a bit. Now he really has to start looking at fu- his future. And I thought this episode really was about looking at his future. They they literally laid his future out in front of him uh in the form of the Tooth Fairy case, which was his big his big challenge this episode. He had to crack that one. Oh. And uh we got to see Ronnie Cox again, which <laughs> which is always good to see. So, um what do you think? Uh Tooth Fairy case? I I really saw it as, like I said, that is his future, and and I liked how they were able to bring his past to help him navigate through the flashbacks of his dad.
2: I I loved it. I mean, I thought one of my favorite parts was when Dexter pulled out his, you know, scrapbook from when he was. Was it nine? Yes. And it was such a, you know, parallel to, you know, okay, I should probably be, you know, helping scrapbook for my son.
0: Or, or, or reading the Bible. Or reading yes. the Bible or doing
2: something. And then, you know, he pulls out this book that is just, you know, uh, you know, clippings of, you know, tracking this serial killer for God knows how long. And it was just... You know, it was great. I loved
1: it. it it's I, it's just fascinating to see how uh, his father is so supportive of who his son is. You know, it, it's just like that's fatherly love. And, and th- that's the element that he now has to carry to his child. And I don't think his child is going to be a serial killer. So, you know, he's got to figure out how he's going to deal with that as the questions and i I think they're starting to um tip that a little bit right the the son's getting a little interested in the box
0: well yes and i mean i think dexter has a belief that if he acts as a father is supposed to act, that everything's going to turn out for a happy ending for his son and have a normal childhood. But I think his belief in that is going to alter. And I think that he's going to eventually find some tortured dead bugs in his uh, child's box that he got him.
1: <laughs> and you wonder uh, how he'll deal with that. Is he going to go, oh, good. Or is he going to go, no, 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 no. I You know, don't do this don't be like me, you know.
0: I think it's a lot of an accepting, a lot of acceptance is a is a theme and I think he's going to have to deal with that with his son as well. He can't really change what it is that's going on. But back to the tooth fairy, I just wanted to mention that um Dexter idolizing the tooth fairy instead of, you know, idolizing any sort of god, he and he's disappointed when um, Walter reveals that he accidentally dropped the dead body off at the detective's house. He was just lazy, you know. <laughs> Dexter thought that was so cool and idolized that fact. And it's like what he idolized is becoming such a disappointment. So disappointment in your heroes. Oh,
2: great point, Kristen. Great. Point. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll
1: we'll we'll take it from the beginning. So he, he they find a, a hooker and there's a tooth missing, and that. Rings Dexter's bell because he has his scrapbook, his composition book. And uh, it rings a bell because he's thinking, oh, wait a minute, I know this. And I love that scene where he's looking through it and the dad's right there, just helping along. Now, if you watch that, the dad isn't giving anything, any more information that wouldn't be the internal conversation Dexter's having. You know, it's not like the dad's saying, hey, go check over at this mailbox. It, it is absolutely – but the fact that they bring him in. And let him have that voice. And by the way, the voiceover uh, in this show is used well. Yeah. It, I'm,
0: not, I'm usually totally against voiceovers. I think it's cheap, but here I think it's used as an internal fight, they, which they adds, they adds a conflict. It adds to. so much yeah. conflict.
1: But, and because it is such <laughs> an internal, internal thing, that's great. That's is, true. So, um, yeah. So they have the uh, they have the hooker, and then they notice. And now here's the thing that I was wondering. Uh, he ends up, he, he does the math really quick and figures that the, the tooth fairy killer must be in his 70s. But did I miss something? How did he know which retirement home to go to?
0: He said, Why would anyone come to Miami when they're 70? And he looked up retirement homes. I think he Googled it, and Coral Island came up.
1: And okay. He was sent
0: there. So I think Coral Island is like, you know, this sparkleized nursing home.
1: Right. I, but there's got to be a ton of retirement homes down in Florida. So I, I, I miss that beat that mm-hmm. got him. Usually in the show, there's a like, you know, he'll do the mental gymnastics and put the, you know, pieces together. Anyway, uh, and runs into the charming Walter Kenney. <laughs> this is <laughs> nicest Love that man. Guy. Love that guy. Nicest man. Oh, who's Ronnie God. Cox. And just a foul-mouthed, old, bitter <laughs> And for a while, I didn't think it was a tooth fairy killer. I yeah, really did. I in think, the beginning, yeah,
0: I was feeling empathy.
2: I was yeah. understanding. Yeah.
1: yeah, I just think I, I don't know. I I think you're on the on the wrong trail. Um, and then he uh, starts hanging out with Walter and going on his his errands,
0: and he gives Walter a father son experience. That perhaps he never had with his son.
1: Absolutely. Before he died. Before he so... dies. at what point did you finally figure uh uh it's probably the tooth fairy right before right before he goes into the storage bin or the storage area?
0: I mean obviously he has a storage area For a reason, not just because he lives in a nursing home. I mean, his room at his nursing home was very – there was nothing there. It was very empty. So obviously he has something to hide in a storage area. So as soon as I
2: saw the store where he was going, I knew it. Right. I thought he was, you know, just a dirty old man. (laughs) Do you remember when they were having lunch right after golf and he was, you know – in the waitress's the right. yeah. butt and, they, and then he wanted to you know get all the porn magazines right. and it's like oh okay maybe we're just on the wrong track yeah.
1: maybe he's just and then he answers the door and the oh or whatever, my like, I thought that you said nine I'll be exactly. right with you exactly
2: <laughs> yeah they're just trying to make the. it just seemed like they were trying to make the whole situation of an elderly man going bad you know really real you know just losing all his uh, uh, filters and You know, what not.
1: Now, as soon as they show the storage unit and he goes in and says, I'll get a bus. Were you not just, oh, God, let's just get to that storage unit. What's in the storage unit? I want to know what's in that unit. And, you know, it's just like that that thing. Even when you drive by, don't you kind of wonder, I wonder what's in those. I wonder what's in those.
0: I keep driving.
1: (laughs) (laughs) keep driving. So, and he does, he picks the lock Um, and he finds, what did he find?
0: He found that his idol had a box as well. He
1: does have a box. And that was the first moment, I think, where he realizes this is a future. I'm looking at a future here. And they started to play that beat quite a bit. He finds a, his box of teeth.
2: Not quite as organized as Dexter's. No,
1: he doesn't have blood that.
2: samples, but that's okay.
1: Still had blood on him. Yeah. That was kind of freaky. <laughs> so he knew. He knew that Walter was the tooth fairy killer. So he's got to get rid of him. It's what Dexter does. He's got to get rid of the evil. And Walter has plans as well. And you got surprised?
2: Oh, my gosh. I was so surprised. I know you guys weren't. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little jet-lagged. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> you're, you're on Eastern Time.
2: And I was just so shocked to find out that he knew. You know, Walter knew that Dexter was on to him. And I just... I just felt I believed him when the, he was at the bus stop and and just lost, you know.
1: It's 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 how the mind works. They, they just keep luring. It's, it's just cat and mouse. You know, yeah. there's always prey.
2: Oh my
0: goodness! You know, um, he's acting like an old man as Dexter's acting like a father.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great uh, point,
1: Kristen. W- <laughs> <laughs> I love they do a little old person bit in there. What does he say? I goggled you.
2: I go- goggled <laughs> you.
1: I, I goggled you. You're, you're I goggled the... you
2: with the gun pressed up against his cheek. Yeah. I goggled you.
1: See and I, I just had a note right here. It's like it's he's he's making it too easy. He's making it too easy. And um, so the gun, he pulls a gun, and Dexter gets out of it by running the car into the fence, airbags, and but we hear the gun go off, so we don't know who's hurt, if anyone's hurt. Um, And then we're going to leave that just for a minute because Deb had a really hard first day, I think.
2: Oh, yeah. First
1: day as lieutenant. Her first day, and she's already finding Dexter to blow off steam. (laughs) I can't do this. Everyone hates me.
0: No, it was between Quinn, I feel like, and Dexter, and obviously she's always going to choose her brother to be the man in her life.
1: Yeah, she is. And with
0: LaGuarta, LaGuarta is obviously fighting— the fact that she, Deb is now captain because she wanted Bautista to be captain, and I think she's feeling regret.
1: I'm sorry, but Deb is lieutenant, right?
0: De- Deb is now lieutenant,
1: right? And um, Bautista is the—he's oh, he was.
0: Bautista was supposed to become okay. lieutenant.
1: Okay.
0: But. Um, Tom Matthews, the head of the department, went against Laguarta and said, "No, I'm making Deb lieutenant because everyone saw her as a hero from the last episode, mm. and I'm going against your judgment." And I think Laguarta feels regret and she feels uh, that it's her fault that Bautista is not captain okay. over Deb.
1: Okay. Well, she's he's not. She is. <laughs> And um, she's still having run-ins with Quinn. What, what's going on there? Is, is, do they still like each other? Does, are, well, I, I know she likes him, but...
2: Well, I think Kristen brought up a great point. Um, Deb is really fighting because she wants to be with Quinn, and she, I think she really, truly loves Quinn, but in the back of her mind, she knows that she's never going to get the acceptance of her brother. So she self-sabotages herself. That's what I, you know, that's what I think What's going on with her.
1: I oh go go ahead. I'm
2: sorry.
0: She has a lot of you know life changing decisions here. She was asked to be married and turned that down, and, and then she had to decide whether to take the lieutenant job that her father never took. Mm. I mean that's a big step and huge life changes, and she still doesn't know the true nature of her brother.
1: <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> and here's the thing I love about um, Dexter as a character. He's he can shut. He he can shut that persona off in a second. You see him, you know, doing the the search on the computer, trying to figure out the tooth fairy case, and she comes in and he just shuts it off. And hey, what's up? And he, they do that every time. It's it, he can jump from that, you know, the Dexter to the brother, and just so quickly. And they do that so well. I love how they do that. Um, oh, and by the way, real quick, they're they're the opening. When we're watching the opening, you said it's still the best. Oh my you've gosh! Ever seen. The
2: opening is like it's it's like Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: every person, time I watch it, when every he, time when I he hit
1: the mosquito and he oh, smiles. Oh my gosh!
2: It's so like I want to know. I want to meet the man that you know filmed <laughs> it is there and, a and word? the guy that edit. You know, it's just <laughs> brilliant. It truly is. And you know, as a professional photographer, you know, I just have a special appreciation for. For work like that, for really the, brilliant.
1: For the framing and, and oh my gosh,
2: that. everything and you yeah. know and the music that goes with it. I mean, really, yeah, Oh God, it it's just a. Big... Is there a award that you, I, that is given for yeah, opening? I, sequence? I, I, think we I should know. create one. I think we should right give here. It yeah, here after the buzz. Yeah, the buzz. Oh, award.
1: Yeah, yeah, buzz buzz. Award. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to go to the bat, yeah. and battle for? Jess, <laughs> can we do that? Can we do that, Jess? After buzz opening award? Yeah, he's going like sure. Yeah, whatever. I Congratulations.
2: Watched, Dexter. Back I, there. I wanna I wanna be the one that hands it to him or her. Um, I'll create it. I'm a creator. <laughs> hey, if we can so, do some paper mache, Kristen.
1: Oh, very
2: good at origami. Nice very good at origami.
1: Nice. Get you know, with the flour and water and the little uh-huh. newspaper strips. I was
0: thinking more cranes. Cranes. It will yeah. go along with the season and oh, the flock. The flock of birds.
1: Uh, <laughs> we're, we're can, wandering. Can so we? Debbie's first day uh, on Lieutenant and she has to do a um her first briefing. And uh, is this intentional? Does oh, Quinn step up and, and throw gosh. a wrench in it just as a get back? Is is that what happened?
0: Sabotage begins.
1: Is that what happened? The breakup
0: sabotage.
1: And then uh LaGuardia saw it and jumps on the Quinn bandwagon, right? Yeah, because says, she
0: doesn't she is trying to prove that uh, she was right in saying that Deb isn't worthy of being captain yet. She just came out of her diapers, she said right. in the last episode. And and which is funny, Bautista is actually giving Deb uh, his blessing and he's not taking it near as bad as LaGuardia is and he's actually helping Deb. So we've got some relationship battles going on there because Quinn was with Deb and LaGuardia with Bautista and now they have both taken sides. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the uh, battle lines are definitely being drawn here, and um, I, and forgive me because I, I think I'm a season behind. But um, how long has Quinn been uh, with with uh, this in this precinct? How long has Quinn
0: Quinn been in the picture? Yeah. just
2: last season. Uh, has it been two seasons? Maybe. Yeah, I think two seasons. Okay, so yeah. he's
1: he's gonna be around for a while.
2: Yeah, I think so. Okay, Less I like Dexter Quinn. Like Quinn, good-looking
1: guy. He's a good guy. Quinn.
2: I think he means well, and I think he found someone great and Deb. You know, little prediction. I think Quinn's out of control. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, he's heading. I down think an accident's coming up soon. He's, yeah, he's, he's Oh, you heading... got to save
1: that though. You got to say oh. the predictions. Oh
2: yeah. i New. Uh, I'm new to the show. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> he's heading down the wrong path for I think sure.
1: So we, we let the new people do only one mistake, and that was yours. So <laughs> there you go.
2: I'm on top of my game right now.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's awesome. Um, uh, can we
2: talk just a little bit more about Deb and her position? I absolutely. Mean, gosh, she's such a great detective. And, uh, man, I think she made a mistake in in taking that job. She's like she's going to be jonesing at her desk you know, when everybody's running out to the crime scenes. Uh, I mean her I first day agree. she
0: was trying to decide do I go to the case or do I go to my desk? Uh, oh, I have to be at my desk for everybody else, she said. Dexter right. brought her back down from running to wanting to run out to every single crime scene.
1: Oh yeah And what made her such a good detective is is just her desire to get the job done right to make her dad proud and that same desire as a lieutenant is gonna drive her crazy. Uh, yeah. because there's so many ways that people are going to make her do it wrong or she's going to, you know, she's just going to screw up. That um,
0: With that, she gonna... also mentioned wanting to um, impress her brother and more even more so than her father, I think, wanting to impress her right. brother, who, yeah. who is almost her father at this point.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um there, yeah, absolutely. She's she's always going back to Dexter, to, to, and you know he's keeps talking her off the ledge. You know you're going to be fine. But I agree. I think her taking the um, job, and then n- nobody except uh, Bautista has her back on it. Right. And right, Dexter. Right. Um, and she has to go against uh, Laguarda. She says hire one guy, and she says no, because Bautista told her. You know, don't let her push you. If you let her push you now, you're never going to get out from under her. And I love that scene. So she. Oh, meets, that was a great scene. Her, uh, I
2: love the phone call. The love, phone call. Oh, I love, the, love that.
1: Yeah, you, you realize okay, there's someone has her back. Right. Someone has her back, and we get to meet her her pick for uh, the replacement. And this guy, what was his name?
0: Anderson. Anderson. Mike, Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson. He an attitude of judgment. <laughs> and she oh, gives see. it to him.
1: <laughs> I love that. Where, you know, here's a moment. You're either gonna step up, you know, step up to the plate, or you're just gonna fade. And she let him have his bit, and then she saw LaGuardia and then she stepped up. And not only was it fun to watch, she must have had a great time doing it. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, you that could tell a, she was
1: absolutely it. that was a great scene <laughs> where she just and, and he, I liked his adjustment. Like, okay, sorry, okay, sorry. So she's 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 finding her footing as lieutenant. And in the midst of all of this, I I haven't forgotten. We we still have Tooth Fairy; he's still hanging there. But in the midst of all of this, we have poor Nathan. Yes, the jogger. The jogger. The jogger. Who is now with um, the professor and Professor James and Travis. Travis and the professor, Professor James, Mm -hmm. which was I'm going to say probably uh, Edward James' almost last role. He Seems was that way. Yeah, because he way. he he left us soon after, uh, so. And Colin Hanks as the crazy guy, which he did in a movie. I don't remember the name of the movie, but he was really good as the crazy guy in the movie. Uh, and um.
0: Tom Hanks. Song, right? Yes. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Song.
1: Yeah. Um. They, uh, oh, come on. There's sometimes where he turns his head or says a phrase. You go, oh my
2: god. I know. It's uh, kind of wild, is isn't it, it? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think he's um, gonna do
1: well though. So what are they doing? What what is the professor and uh um I keep forgetting his name. I Travis. Travis. What are they up to?
0: They have set off the beginnings of the end of the world, it seems.
1: In their minds.
0: In their minds, In their minds this is what
2: has to happen.
1: And and that kind of explained the horse suddenly rearing up. It's like mm-hmm. where did this horse come from? what's, what's lots up with the of, horse? Lots
2: of animals involved yeah. with these guys.
1: Do you know where they are? I mean, do you have a reference? From watching this of, of like where they're located, or is this the only thing you see as far as that that storyline you just this internal shot Did, has there ever been any sort of reference like I know,
0: mean I think they're you know related to the snake killings, so I think they're obviously there as well.
1: oh, they're the definitely location. in Florida. I was yeah. just curious to know if you know they ever give kind of a location of an an idea of like is it in the middle of the city somewhere is it in the everglades? I mean, I think it's
0: in the town as well. Okay. They talk about where the snakes are from, though.
1: Oh, well, that's Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So so talk a little bit more about that because you're our resident expert on this. Right.
0: So... I also want to mention, in the beginning opening scenes, Harrison, Dexter's son, is playing with a white stallion
2: ah, right. horse. Right. And nice. Did Which, anybody notice that they had the horse, and I'm sorry to interrupt President, but uh, did have, I don't know, is it marker or stain of red on the horse? Did anybody is notice there? that? No. I didn't
1: notice that. I, I didn't that. catch it. It's
2: pretty wild. I didn't. Yeah.
0: But obviously, um, that's very significant to what... Tr- Travis and Professor James are up to and that we see in the end with the horse coming in with the poor jogger who has been purified. Yeah, is that what
1: is, is that what the kids are calling it? Is getting purified when they do that? That's what the professor keeps saying though, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's not ready. He's not ready. They're, they're, he has to be purified he before be he's pure.
0: ready. Well, it's, it's seen that the white stallion is um, – is a pure animal. Mm. Uh in the pagan religion, they the kings would send a white stallion out wandering the land for a year and leading the people because wherever the stallion after it was declared sacred, wherever it would wander, that territory was said to be the king's territory, and obviously this would cause fights, but the horse was leading the people to all these battles, which in this show could be internal battles, and at the end of the year, the horse returns and is sacrificed hmm. in front of all the people, and the horse is understood to be the limited self or bodily awareness. Hmm. So obviously there's a lot going on there that's going to be bit. explained in the season, Quite a but bit. it's very interesting.
1: And, and um, s- since this season started, this is episode three? Yes, that we're on? episode three. So um, th- these, uh, the professor, and you've told me this already. Oh um, uh, God, what's his name?
0: Professor James.
1: Professor James and... Travis. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, they've been here since the uh, beginning, right? Since...
2: Since the beginning like, of the season, right? right. Of the season. They just showed okay. up at the beginning of the so season. So we're yeah.
1: going to follow them through the whole season, probably. That's going to be the overall arc. Yeah, yes. I think that. they're, the,
0: they're
2: going to be the big nemesis,
1: the I big kill.
2: So. I can't remember. When exactly do we see them? When were they introduced? Was it right? Episode one? They were, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, they had to have been. I'm yeah. just not but sure I, of I'm, the exact scene. Yeah, but the first killing I saw them do was the, um, with the snakes, right? And mm. that was two episodes ago. Mm. So,
1: And you know that they're the snake killers? Or you were just guessing?
2: Yeah, uh, with the
0: whole snakes in the body and the sort yeah. of Roman-like yeah. weeds. They made a shape. I'm not sure exactly what that yeah. symbolizes. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It seems like well, they are definitely responsible for that. And yeah. based
1: on the uh, scene, uh, previews, there's some twisted stuff coming yeah. up with those two. Yeah. It's, it, it, first of all, special effects are going to be awesome.
2: Yeah, incredible.
1: But, man, <laughs> to be in that writer's room. Yeah, why don't we do this? Yeah. Um, And that brings us back to the Tooth Fairy case. And now... This is one of the best bits, the best scenes I think I've seen with uh, Dexter having to take a look at. Well, he wants he's meeting his idol, and he's turning out his idol's kind of an a-hole, right? <laughs> you know, he finds out that uh, he was lazy, yeah, and he didn't really care about you know what the art of you know what Dexter does. Exactly. Um, but he and and he was saying, "I am your future." Right? I am your future.
0: He actually asked Dexter, what do you have after this? Yes. And in my mind, I'm saying Dexter has a son. But, you know, Walter didn't have that relationship with his son that Dexter is now trying to build. So I think that's going to be what Dexter has after all of this.
1: And Walter tells him, they just leave you. You know, it doesn't matter. They take everything and they leave you. So all of this stuff is going on. Because once you have a kid, everything changes. You know, the, your worldview, everything changes. And uh, I, I, it's just a fascinating filter that Dexter has to look through now. Uh, and so he decides, Dexter says, he's not getting a worthy send off. He's not because uh, Walter says, make sure they know who I am. Yeah. Make sure my son <laughs> knows maybe. How did he phrase it? Maybe then he'll respect me. What What did he say? Do you remember something like that?
0: Yeah, he did. He said that then his he would finally have respect from his son.
1: Right, and that's when Dexter went, "Oh no, no, I'm not going to do this." Brilliant. So instead of the Dexter treatment, he just gets a pillow over the face. Yeah. How mundane!
0: Makes him suffer for (laughs) his sins. There you go. Nice. He has become the god in in this even more so now, focusing on religion.
1: Nice tie in. There it is. So instead, it makes it look like a uh, heart attack. And so the end sequence, the end scenes, again, one of the best things of this series is just how they always just let the scenes go. We see Walter going off in a covered gurney. Same way he was making fun of the other guy, the idiot, the guy as dumb as a sack of shit, gets carted off.
2: Steve, that's great. Because
1: because he always figured I was going to go out in a blaze of glory. Everyone's going to know who I am. Finally, he gets carted off the same way, and uh, Dexter drops all the teeth into the water. Yeah, yeah,
2: never to be found.
1: Never to be found. I'm sure he's found a new dumping spot since his old one was discovered. Yes. In season two.
2: I hope he's sailing
0: a little
1: further. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, some of the other scenes we had was, well, Quinn was very, having some very boring sex. Yeah. He was. He was not into it at clearly. all. He's trying
0: to move on, but it's not happening. It's not
1: working. Yeah. Um, and uh, did we, did we know where Deb was? Did she get a final scene? I don't remember
2: sure she did or not
0: She was probably still in the office
2: yeah <laughs> under her this. mound of paperwork that was
1: <inaudible> very hard um I, actually i don't i know there was a lot of some of the end scenes but i don't oh no uh bautista got his car he did yeah the, the smokey and the bandit car
0: very deserving he didn't get his promotion but he got that he car. Got car yeah and by yeah. the way
1: burt reynolds was the bandit jackie gleason was smoky <laughs> just in case and um I forget who the girl was. She was in everything. Uh, She was the flying nun. This is far back. Sally Fields. Oh,
2: Sally Fields. That's right. She was
1: also bandette. I don't know what they called her in the movie.
0: My my age limits my intelligence.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sadly, I remember that stuff and (laughs) and not important things. Um, Well, uh, that's.
0: Did we talk about the box? Dexter dropping his box. oh, Oh,
1: yeah. Talk about the box.
0: Well, he drops it and after admiring the tooth collection, he goes back to his and ad- admires his blood slides and then he drops it and he says, "Well, there's no order anymore."
2: Because yeah. he
1: doesn't know how to put it back and I lo- I thought it was great that he drops it while he was putting in the tooth fairy's slide. Yeah. Because that whole scene was about you- forcing you to look at your future. Right. You know, it doesn't stay nice and ordered. It doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. Right, and that was a great scene. I'm glad you remember that. That was when he dropped that, and this, and one broke. Yeah, and when oh, again the sound when he was trying to put that glass back together, and you can hear how the the glass uh, sounded. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like oh, stop. I think it's a kickoff to the rest of the season being just crazy.
1: Yeah, chaos. You think no he's going to start anymore. to spin out because because that really was what grounded him in order is, is having those slides. And as long as he could do that, everything was okay. So yeah, that's an interesting uh, place to, to, to stop. Um, so Jesse, I guess we'll go to a commercial and, uh, come back and do, uh, predictions, right? Want to find out what the Afterbuzz
2: is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to
0: carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television,
1: and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's, it's period. You never know what goes on behind closed doors.
0: Find out why Afterbuzz TV is the number one source for
2: after-show content.
1: Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Ducky is a villain.
0: 424 256
2: 1729. 424 256 1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig! Oh, come
0: when out. the TV show is over,
2: get your after buzz on.
1: Coolest music. I love the music in there.
0: I'm working on the award.
1: Yeah. You're working on the award? <laughs> oh, that's a good good sound. So, um off we go to
0: And now your After Buzz TV. Predictions.
1: Predictions. <laughs> Jesse having fun with the fader. <gasps> predictions oh jesse well i don't think we're going to see much of the tooth fairy i predict he's probably going to just fall off
0: fly away
1: fly away yeah no more uh no more sneaking under pillows for him uh what do you guys predict go ahead
0: Well, I think, as I said earlier and made my one mistake of the show, I'm going to bring that back up. I think Quinn, I think he needs to go. I think it's coming. Yeah, Yeah, because, you know, he's just going to keep making things harder for Deb, and she doesn't need that. She's already got a crazy brother, and he's out of control. I don't see him getting, getting things back together, so I think he needs to go.
1: But they've invested some time with him, right? He's a couple of seasons now. So I think when the time comes, if you're correct, they're going to use that as a buildup. That's going to be like, we can't kill off a main character. We can kill off this guy because we've invested enough time. People kind of, you know, it'll have an impact. But uh, so you think he's going to need to go away?
0: Yeah, I think he needs to leave. I mean, his relationship with Deb is over. Your relationship on the show
1: is over.
0: Yeah. He needs to die somehow. Yeah, well. Let's just kill him off.
1: Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Look around. Uh, what do you think, Elise?
2: You know, that's a, that's a good point. You know, maybe with the, uh, the new guy, Mike Anderson, coming in, you know, maybe could strike up a new love interest for Deb. You mm-hmm. never know. I don't that know. That may
1: turn into a, uh, little, a little battle, a little turf war.
2: Yeah.
0: I think her new love is going to be her career. I think she's realized she's a career woman.
1: <laughs> well, we know that there is still possibly one more uh, crazy out there—the shop, the auto shop guy, right. the, the, oh, the uh, yeah. uh, uh, new preacher, Sam. Sam. Yeah. So we're gonna Where was we we'll see little...
2: this episode? You know
1: what? Uh, I think we're going to see more next week because he's saying, "Come on out!" You know, we're going to do some baptism, and, and Dexter does not trust this guy. You know, and he's got a pretty good um, radar and that sort of thing. So. My prediction is um, I'm going to go with I think things do get out of control for Dexter because of the when he drops all his samples and we're going to start to see that spin and uh, I think Sam's going to step up and I think he may get his comeuppance next week we'll see hmm. but with that I think we got it so we will uh, start rolling out I want to thank everybody um, I want to thank Kristen Snyder and Elise Donahue for being with us. Hopefully you guys will be here next week, please. (laughs) Uh, And thanks for listening. I'm Steve Bottomley, and uh, we'll see you next week for Dexter.
0: From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.